Presence in the body brings us into a uh, a meeting, um, uh, a uh, an attention uh, with each moment, an intimacy. There's an intimacy to our um, uh, our presence of the unfolding life that's manifesting in experience in the body. Uh, that you know this immediacy is um, is always in this moment, and uh, and so so um, so this this help this helps us to bring the mind to a place of of quiet and presence, um, and releasing the identification with all of the thoughts and ideas <coughs> and beliefs that are. Um, are present in the mind. <clears throat> so today we're going to, um, uh, you know, build on that foundation, uh, still really emphasizing uh, in our practice and our meditation practice, in in how we move and how we um, uh, experience uh, each of our activities. This, this coming to the body, um, bringing attention to the heart, bringing attention to the belly, uh, and, and, um, and, and in that way, uh, experiencing a more holistic presence. Um, I'd like to introduce a, another practice, which will... Um, uh, help to experience the the quality of unconditioned awareness. That uh, unconditioned awareness, which is the uh, within which, which is who we truly are, and and um, and within that unconditioned awareness, all experience arises and passes away. In Buddhist teaching, there's not very much um, teaching which actually talks about unconditioned awareness. Uh, There's not much teaching which says, you know, it is this or it is that. And it's because um, as soon as we put a label on unconditioned awareness, we're, we're, we're beginning to reify it. And, um, and unconditioned awareness, or I could just say awareness, is, is not uh, anything. It is, it is no thing. It is empty. And um, uh, so this is, this is why the Buddha always talked about reality in terms of what it is not, you know, he he used for nibbana, uh, which which actually means the extinguishment, the extinguishment of craving, the extinguishment of ignorance. You know, he used words like unborn, um, deathless, uncreated, and so on. 
<clears throat> so there is a, um, a practice that I'd like to introduce, uh, and you can do it in your meditation practice. You don't have to do it continuously, uh, but you, you can do it in your meditation practice, and you can also do it throughout the day. And it's called uh, self-inquiry. Um, it, uh, the the, the uh, Sanskrit word is atma-vichara. And, um, uh, and it's, it's actually a little misleading to say self-inquiry because it's, it's more like no self-inquiry. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there's what it, what it leads us to discover is that there's no self to be found. Um, so, so this sense of self arises when, um, when some activity, either an activity of the mind or activity of the body, is, uh, is, is arising, is happening. So, so wanting comes up, and the mind connects this with self. So, so wanting comes up, like maybe uh, the stomach starts to grumble, and there is a thought, I am hungry. You know, I am going to get something to eat. Or, um, or we see something, you know, we see some um, beautiful object, and I say, I want that, or I want to get something like that. Uh, or, um, or we see somebody doing something that looks like fun, and we think, you know, I want to do that. So, so with, that, with that impulse of the mind, or an activity of the body, um, a, a choice arises, a decision arises, and, and then there's an attachment of a sense of I to that. Um, and so, so it creates this illusion that there is a, uh, an individual or a self that inhabits the body and that controls all our thoughts and actions. And so we have this I thought and this habit of the I thought continuously <coughs> attaching itself to actions and to uh, ideas of ownership. You know, this is mine. Um, you know, and identifying with objects and identifying with doing. Uh, so, so in this uh, practice of uh, of atma vichara, or uh, inquiry into self, um, we can short circuit this process by actually uh, depriving this I thought of the actions, the ideas, and intentions by that that it associates itself with and it and identifies with. And we do this by, um, by breaking this connection between the I-thought and the phenomena. So 
So as we do this, the the idea and and and, and what we so what we discover is that you know where there we thought there was an I, there was there's actually simply emptiness, and and this openness, this spaciousness, uh, this this not knowing, this quality of of, of simply presence. Uh, so so the process of of atma vichara is. Um, is simply by every time a thought comes up or an idea comes up or um, a desire arises to do something or to get something or to experience something or, or not to do something or not to experience something. So every time a thought comes up, turn the attention back to the arising of that thought or intention or decision to act and ask yourself who? Who said that? Who thought that? Who who sees that? Who feels that? And and it's really important that that you not it's not an intellectual inquiry. It's a, it's a practice of direct seeing. So, so it's not to say, well, you know, that thought came up because of this, that, the other thing. It's to, it's to just look to where, you know, is there, is the, can there be found a self, somebody in control, who decided to think that or do that or or choose that, or feel that. So, so it's just every time, and or maybe every time is impossible. But you know, as thoughts arise, then turning the attention back onto the arising, the place of arising of the of that thought. <clears throat> So, so this requires a lot of attention. It's a, it's an immediacy um, between the experience and the questioning and looking to see if if there truly is a self behind as part of or in control of the experience. So. One of the things that that um, we need to we need to be careful about, and sometimes people do this when they do this practice, is that uh, you know a kind of just another ident- another layer or more subtle identification can happen. You know, so you so we turn the attention. You know, a thought arises in meditation. We turn the attention and we ask, "Who thought?" Um, or "Who is thinking?" And then we just answer, "Why well, I am." You know. Well, that's just another label. That's just another thought. You know. So 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 then, just look back at that 
And what is there that one can discover? See if what, what there is that one can discover. Is there anything that we can truly say is in control of that experience? Does anybody have a question about how this is done? Yeah, what we're going to do is just move into a meditation in which we'll practice this for a few minutes, and then I'll ring the bell, and I'll ask if anybody wants to share anything or if you have any questions about it. And, and just, just, just to uh, a little note to add is that the key to the, the practice is not so much the asking question in, that, in a way that we're looking to find an answer, but it's, it's like it's asking, it's asking the question in order to look. So it's the, really the turning of the attention to, um, to, to see, you know, who, what, you know, is there anything there? <coughs> so, as usual, we begin the practice by coming into the body. Feeling the stability of the earth beneath the body and finding within the body that stillness lifting through the spine, bringing energy into the body. And resting in the breath, feeling the breath in the chest and heart. in the belly. Relaxing the body. Inviting the face, the shoulders, the whole body to relax. And as you're practicing and a thought arises in the mind, instead of turning the attention back or relinquishing the thought 
by turning away from it. Immediately look behind the thought to see if you can find who is thinking. When a sound is heard, immediately look to see if you can find who is hearing. Is there some self that is in control of hearing?
So does anybody um, want to? Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.